If you're wondering how in the world does someone work and homeschool at the same time, or if you are just curious about how other moms fit homeschooling and working into the same day, how they actually tangibly make that work with their time management, you have come to the right place. Today, I'm going to share you my real life, typical day in the life, and how time blocking truly saves my sanity. So buckle up. Glue. It's messy, it's sticky, it gets everywhere, but it also can be really useful. For us working homeschool moms, when life gets chaotic or overwhelming, we don't need work-life balance because is that even truly possible? We need work-life glue. We need routines, tips, encouragement, and advice from fellow moms who are also living a working and homeschooling lifestyle to help us glue the pieces all together. I'm Sarah, a homeschooling mom to three little girls who is insanely passionate about helping other moms balance work and homeschool and also encouraging moms on the fence that it truly is possible to do both. The Work-Life Glue Podcast is for busy working homeschool moms to have a place to chat about this crazy, beautiful lifestyle. It's also for moms who desire to homeschool but need an income and don't know what to do. I'm here for you. I share my own wisdom and ideas and also interview fellow working homeschool moms because we all have so much to learn from one another. We definitely don't have any time to waste, so come on in, get comfy, and let's get started. Welcome back to the Work-Life Glue Podcast. I'm Sarah, and today I'm going to walk you through a typical day in my life. Now, obviously, any mom can attest to this, that no two days are exactly the same, and especially balancing work and homeschool and co-ops and book clubs and all the things, I tend to have specific routines for different days of the week for certain things like homeschooling tasks and whatnot. But in general, This is what a typical day looks like for me most days of the week with a little variation here and there, of course. I work in two different ways. First of all, I run a before and after school program watching kids before and after school. And then I also uh, run my online business, Work Life Blue, where I have Etsy shops. I have content I'm creating. I have this podcast. I have products that I'm working on and products that I sell um, digitally. And so That is also part of it. Plus, I'm also adding in some freelance work for a friend's business. So I'm doing a lot online also. So it's a lot. And I know a lot of working homeschool moms are balancing a lot, whether it's working outside the home and just having to manage childcare or syncing things up with your husband's schedule or whatever it may be, and then maybe having work to do at home as well. Or maybe you work at home in some way and you're just juggling a lot. Or maybe you're caring for a family member or something like that. Um, That was me. A year ago, I was going to the hospital 15 to 20 hours on top of everything else because my dad was in the hospital after a really bad accident, who's doing really well now. But that was a really, really, really hard half a year um, doing that. So I can relate in many different ways to many different scenarios. But obviously, my story is not your story. The way my day looks isn't going to be exactly how your day looks. But I just hope this can be kind of an idea of what a day could look like. Maybe you'll get some tips and tricks in here or just some inspiration that you can do this if you're on the fence um, or just feeling really overwhelmed. Maybe you'll get some ideas of ways you can make your life a little bit easier. So when I think of my day, I did daycare for five years. So I had a really regimented day because I was watching up to 10 kids, including my own. And so, you know, with little kids, you definitely want a routine. 
because first of all, it helps you know what's going on. It also helps the parents know what's going on and what's happening when they're dropping off and picking up and what their child's day is looking like. And then it's also so important for little kids to know what's coming next. And we all know what it's like when you have a normal routine and then you break that routine. It can be really chaotic for kids. And so just having a really safe Typical routine, obviously flexibility in there when we're dealing with kids, of course, but every day had a routine. And since that's the way my kids grew up when they were really little, it's just kind of maintained all this time. And it's actually worked out really well with homeschooling and helped me add a lot more into my day than a lot of people fit into their day because I am just really consistent about our routines. Now, I know people look at that and think, I never change what I'm doing. I always stick to what I'm doing. Every minute of every day is planned, and that's absolutely not true. I am a mom to three kids who are very uh, involved in a lot of things and also uh, have a lot of energy, and we switch things up. Do I have a typical routine to the day? Yes, but there is so much flexibility in there, and that's why I love time blocking because it's not down to the minute. It's this chunk of time. For a few hours, this is the kind of stuff we're doing, but we can always mix things up and often I'm switching things around. So just keep that in mind. I am not a robot. I don't want to live like a robot. I just like to have a good framework for my day because it really truly does help me not worry about the other parts of the day because I can just focus on what's happening right now because I already know when I'm going to do everything else. I'm not starting the day thinking I have 45 different tasks I have to do. I have homeschooling tasks. I have cleaning tasks. I got to call this place. I got to invoice this. I got to do this. I don't have to start my day overwhelmed trying to figure out when I'm going to do all that stuff because I already have it in my head that it's happening during certain time blocks. And so I literally just don't worry about what's happening except for right now, most of the time. So this truly does help my type A brain that's constantly like wanting to check things off because I know when things are happening. I don't have to worry about them and carry that extra burden all day. So my kids are in third grade. That's my oldest, uh, kindergarten. And then I also have a three-year-old who's very loosely doing uh pre-K stuff because technically if she were going to public school, she would be waiting until next year to start. She's a late August birthday and was not ready to do preschool yet. We probably will do preschool a couple days a week next year just because I just love our preschool program that we have locally. And it's a really great way for um, the little ones to feel big and feel empowered and also meet new friends, which is harder to do when they're little and you're homeschooling with older kids. And also, um, it just allows me to do some of the older kids stuff when she's gone. And it's a little bit harder to do like those science experiments and different things like that, testing and stuff like that. So keep that in mind. Maybe your kids are older. Maybe your kids are younger. Maybe you have way more kids. Maybe you have fewer kids. It really doesn't matter. I'm just sharing what works for us in this season. And remember, this is a season. This is not probably going to be my routine in 10 years um, when, oh my goodness, I'll have an almost 19-year-old, which will be really crazy. She won't probably be here anymore. Um, Oh, okay. Way to get all sad and sentimental without meaning to. Okay, let's get into it. So I get up, and I know some people our morning people, some people are not, but I have been getting up around 4 a.m. for about almost about six years now since my second daughter was born because I was doing daycare at the time and I just knew I need to fit in my other business, which was work-life glue, and I just didn't feel productive at night and I wasn't getting enough done during nap time. And of course, nap times are never guaranteed, especially doing daycare when new infants are starting and kids are 
fighting nap and stuff like that, especially my own kids. And so I really wanted a time that was really consistent that I would actually get work done. And so I decided to start getting up earlier. And that does sound crazy to some people, but we're a very early to bed, early to rise family because my husband leaves leaves the house around 4.20 anyway for work. And he gets home usually earlier afternoon, mid-afternoon. So it just works well with the flow of our family. And I have kids coming to our house pretty early in the morning. So this just works out well for us. I get up. I fill out the trackers in my bullet journal. So I have a gratitude tracker. I have uh, prayers that I do um, for different people. I keep track of that. And I just mark off any of my habits that I'm tracking at that time. If you want to see more of my bullet journal, you can follow me on Instagram at worklifeglue. I do share about that from time to time. It's just like a fun thing I do. Um, so I do that. And then I get my Bible out and I read some of the Bible. Sometimes I'm kind of following a study and sometimes I'm just working my way through and I just got a new journaling Bible. So I'm excited to start writing things out in there as well. So that takes about 15 to 20 minutes. And then I do work. And depending on the day, it's very different. So I do have two Etsy shops. I have my Work Life Glue Etsy shop, which is where I have uh, bags and shirts and things like that. Typically for like moms and homeschooling moms and daycare moms is the demographic I'm I'm targeting for that particular Etsy shop. So I do orders. And then I do that all online though. I have a company who fulfills my orders for me, which is really nice. So I just do the designs and any custom work. And then I also have my Three Willows Co. Etsy shop, which is for children. So it's a lot of custom bags and blankets and uh, birthday shirts and stuff like that. So I often have a couple orders that I need to run through um, and customize for those. So that takes five to 20 minutes, just depending on the day, sometimes longer um, if it's more involved or there's more orders like at Christmas time. And then I typically will do things like podcast editing, planning content, um, working on my freelance work for my friend's business, creating a website and stuff like that for her and content. So I will typically do that in the morning because it's very easy and simple to just sit and work on that. And I, especially podcast editing, I like it to be quiet and I like to be able to hear what I'm doing. So that's a nice thing to do early in the morning and not when my kids are around. And then um, a couple hours later, you know, typically I get to work for about an hour and a half or the total morning time is about an hour and a half to maybe two hours. And then I need to get ready. So I typically always get ready before my kids get up. Um, and when I say get up, I mean, they're usually already awake, but they're supposed to stay in their room until about 6.15. And so I, you know, my three-year-old's still learning this. So I often get interrupted and have to put her back in her room, but they have toys and, and books and stuff. But I really don't want them up earlier than 6.15. And my two older daughters um, some will, sometimes will sleep in and my oldest often actually does wake up around 5.30 just naturally and she will start getting her schoolwork done on her own, which is really, really cool. She's in third grade. So she does have some totally independent work like handwriting, spelling. She has a spectrum spelling book that she just does a page in that really doesn't need my help. Um, she does 15 to 20 minutes of independent reading every day and then she has, we're doing the good and the beautiful um, math and for third grade they have obviously to memorize their times tables. And so they have musical multiplication, which I just took the songs because if you buy that, you get the audio files sent to you. And so I just put those on a Yodo card. And if you don't know what the Yodo is, it's Y-O-T-O. -O. It is a 
kid-friendly speaker, basically, like a really smart speaker that does not, it does have images on it. It has pixelated images, um, but they only, they don't move or anything. It's just one image per song or per chapter of a book. And they have tons of audiobooks and uh, I want to say CDs, but like um, musical cards, there's different cards they have. And then you put the card in the Yodo speaker and it plays and all ages. These are great for, I use them all the way from age one up to now almost age nine. And my, my almost nine-year-old is still loving it, reading lots of chapter books on there or listening to lots of chapter books on there. So anyway, I put the musical multiplication songs on Yodo cards so she can just do that on her own in the morning. And so she typically will get up around 5.30 and have about 45 minutes to get all of her independent work done. This is something she chose to do on her own because she really hated doing this later in the day, um, like in the afternoon. She just really wanted to play in the afternoon. So this has worked out really well. If she doesn't wake up that at that time because she just wakes up naturally, we don't have alarm clocks or anything for the kids, um, she will do it later in the day. So that's her little routine. And while she's doing that, I'm typically getting ready, getting, you know, my makeup on, brushing my teeth, all of that kind of stuff. And then usually around 6.15, I'm getting the little girls up, helping them get dressed, go to the bathroom, that kind of thing. And then I work on breakfast before the before and after school kids come. So they come pretty early in the morning. So right after I get my kids up, I am now into our morning daycare block, which is about an hour and a half from the time I am making breakfast and stuff until they leave on the bus. That's about an hour and a half. So what that looks like, I'm working on breakfast. I'm throwing a load of laundry in, taking the dog out, that kind of thing. Um, and then the kids come, I usually have breakfast ready right when they come so that they can eat and then they play with my kids for a little while. And then if I have time, I might do a little supper prep. And then after I clean the table off, after all the kids have eaten, I will set up our homeschool stuff. So that is my second block. So I had my morning routine, then I did my morning daycare, then those kids leave and we head right into our homeschool time. So our homeschool time is about two hours long at this point of me dedicated teaching. Now, obviously, my nine, almost nine-year-old has, my third grader has the stuff she does in the morning, which is about maybe half an hour to 45 minutes she does. Plus, um, you know, she's often reading at night some more and we read throughout the day and do different things like that. So I couldn't tell you the exact amount of tangible uh, learning hours we have uh, tracked. You know, I couldn't tell you the exact amount, but the actual dedicated homeschool time is about two hours right now with a th uh, third grader, kindergartner, and then a three-year-old. So what we do, the way I do my homeschool, and if you guys ever want to see like a day in the life, I do a lot of those on Instagram and my reels. So head over there. Sometimes I'll do them in my stories as well. Plus on my YouTube channel, which I'm not very active on right now, I do have some videos on there as well. So I can leave those in the show notes. But my homeschool time starts with me giving some independent focus, some cuddling, bonding time with my three-year-old because truly she is at a very hard age right now. She has been about for about a year and a half when it comes to homeschooling. She's not taking a morning nap anymore, of course, and she's just super high energy, wants attention a lot, and is testing those boundaries as three-year-olds do. And so that has been really, really hard at times with homeschooling because I'm trying to teach my other kids and I need their nap time later, her nap time later on to get work done because it's a lot easier to homeschool with her than to try to work. So 
that's that's how I do it. Some people do homeschool when their little ones are napping, and that's great too. So I give her some individual attention. Typically, she picks one or two books out of our little bookshelf that we have in the living room, and then I will read those to her, and then I also read her an alphabet book. So one of our favorites is the Alpha Block book, which I have used for years to teach kids how to you know, the letter sounds and what each letter is. So it's basically this really cool book where it has one page that's cut out like it's really thick paper like cardboard basically like a a lift the flat book might have and it will have the letter on it cut out though as the page and then you'll turn it and the page will become what that letter starts with i'm maybe not describing it that well but it's really cool it's really fun and so we'll just say a is for apple a, a apple b is for ball b, b, ball and we do that every day and so by the end of the school year, you know, she's really learned a lot of her letters and their sounds and knows something that starts with that letter so she can figure out the sound, which is just really great. And that's just through reading. And this time I have found has really changed our homeschool because she was really trying to get my attention, you know, dumping things out, running away, like trying to get into everything at the start of the school year. And when I started giving her this five, 10 minutes at the start of homeschool, it's really just helped her fill up her cup and she's much more willing to play nicely around us or be involved with us um, in a productive and appropriate manner now that we've had that time. And so while I'm doing that with her, my six-year-old will be doing handwriting. So I'll have her do a The Good and the Beautiful page um, in her handwriting book. And then usually she has to like draw a picture in there as well. And then I also just have a sheet where she will write her last name because she already knows how to spell her first name. So we do her last name and then we've practiced my phone number. So we also practice my husband's phone number. I just find that by writing these things over and over and over again, it's the best way to teach them how to spell them and what the phone numbers are. And so I just have her write those. And then if she gets done before us, she'll just head to the dining table where we do school and she'll start working on an activity or something because we have lots of stuff to do. And then also during this time, my almost nine-year-old third grader is doing typingclub.com on the computer. So she's practicing typing. So this is a great way for me to give my three-year-old some time. And then my other two are already doing some of their independent schoolwork. So after all of that, we will meet at the dining table. I have actually, the last few months, I because I was really trying to help my three-year-old to be appropriate during homeschool time and do things that are fun for her and interactive for her, but not disruptive to the rest of us when we're doing read-alouds and things like that. So I started making these activity bins. I do eight a month, which is kind of a lot, but I also share them on Instagram, so I like to give extra ideas. And I basically just go through our toys and our little um, sensory kits that I've had from when I did daycare. And I put them in eight different little bins and I label them. And then every day my three-year-old gets to pick a different one. And then my other two can pick them as well once we start doing our read aloud for the day. Plus they're great for, you know, if I'm trying to get work done during my youngest nap time, my older girls could take those and quietly play with those um, or when I'm making supper, stuff like that where I can't like actively be playing with them. They're a great kind of quiet activity. So sometimes they are a little messy like the kinetic sand or Play-Doh. So I'll get an octagon playpen out, which is basically a play, a big playpen with a floor. So I will put my three-year-old in that and then I have like a little um, like table 
uh, bed table thing. Those things, like if you're having breakfast in bed, I can't think of what they're called. Um, and I put that in there for her. So it's a little elevated, like a little table. And then I'll put her bin on there and she can play. And she does really, really well now with those. Usually they'll keep, one will keep her attention for our whole like 45 minutes of family subjects. Sometimes she'll want to get out and start something else, which is okay too, but it really has helped so much. And if you guys want more inspiration, I share those on my Instagram at work life glue. So you can get some ideas of what kind of activities I'm doing with her. So that is when, once I get her settled, we start our family subjects. So we do prayer. And obviously, my three-year-old is right next to us, so she's still involved in this. And I find her doing something actively with her hands. Um, and she's you know contained to one area, so she's not running around um, and distracted by all the things she could be getting into. She actually is uh, learning a lot more with us, which is really, really cool. She's learning Bible verses. She's learning the days of the week and the calendar and stuff like that and weather. So that's been really, really cool. So we do prayer. Then um, we practice my girls' Awana verses. A lot of times there's songs that go along with their verses. So I just find it easier to do this right away in the morning, have them practice for a couple minutes because they go to Awana every week, which is basically just a Bible time um, to learn the Bible stories and Bible verses and to connect with other Christian people leaders and children at church. So my kids go to that every week. And so there's verses that they learn and they get different points and things like that and badges for learning their verses. So we do that instead of like a family verse, because that would be a lot to try to do both. So they each have their individual verses for Awana. And then we do our morning menu, which I basically just bought, you know, menus on Amazon where you can like slide paper in and there's different pages. And we practice the calendar. So we do a days of the week song to the tune of the Adams family, which is what I've done since I did daycare. And my littlest kind of leads that sometimes she'll sing the song for us. And that's really for her and my six-year-old to really get to know how to work a calendar. And then we look at the weather and we talk about, I look up on my weather app what the temperature is and what they kind of circle what they should wear and stuff like that and we talk about it for a little bit and then we have a rotation Um, one day a week we do picture study which goes along with our peaceful press playful pioneers curriculum we're doing this year so we'll look at a picture um and we'll talk about it. And then one day a week, we'll read a poem and talk about it. And then one day a week, we'll do our hymn. And one day a week, we'll do our folk song, both of which come from Ambleside Online because we're doing a co-op with friends that follows the Ambleside hymns and folk songs. So it's pretty simple. That takes, you know, 15, 20 minutes sometimes, depending. And then we'll jump into our Peaceful Press curriculum. So we usually read out of the theology book right now, and then we'll jump into the storybook Bible next once we finish that. So we'll have some Bible or Bible, you know, theology theory type stuff to talk about and read. And then we'll do our read aloud, which this year we're reading through all the Little House on the Prairie books. Um, So we're actually reading the Little House on the Prairie right now. So I'll read and sometimes our Peaceful Press has them do journal entries. So they'll work on that while I'm reading or sometimes after Sometimes um, there might be a copy work page to do, so I'll have them do that while I'm reading. Otherwise, if there's nothing that they need to do while I'm reading, they will either get one of the activity bins out or my oldest will do. She has this create this book from the Mariah Elizabeth YouTube channel that she really likes. So she's doing just different entries in there, which is really cool. Just basically something for them to do with their hands while they can still listen. 
um, because it's they're at those ages where it's still really hard to just sit and listen to somebody read. So I will read. They will do those things. And then usually we're done by then with our family study, my, our family subjects. But sometimes there will be like an art project or a recipe or some kind of activity. Sometimes we will do that right away after the read aloud. Sometimes we will do it after our individual subjects. Just depends on the day and how I'm feeling and how they're feeling. Um, because my kids are real kids and they have moods, you know, sometimes they're great moods, sometimes they're not so great. So it just kind of depends on when we finish the family subjects and sometimes we kind of break it up. So that le- that gets us to about 45 minutes into our homeschool day, sometimes an hour, just depends on how long the read aloud is and things like that. And then we jump into our individual subjects. So for my two older daughters, that's just phonics and math. And my my six-year-old is way ahead in math. We did a lot last year. So because reading is something I really want to focus on, um, we're kind of just slowly going through math because I don't want her to get too far ahead. And so I don't want the concepts to be too hard for her age level or development. So I don't want to move to first grade quite yet. So we're just doing math a couple days a week. And then we're doing phonics every day, which for her, I'm doing explode the code. Um, And for my oldest, we are doing the good and the beautifuls um, language arts. So what I do during this time, because my three-year-old has been cooperating and acting really well and having to kind of entertain herself for about 45 minutes to an hour. That's a lot for a three-year-old. I have tried having her keep playing. I have tried having whoever's not working one-on-one with me to play with her sister, but I've just found it just does not work very well for us. So at least in this season, I know she'll get to a point where they can go play or I could have different things for them to do during this time. But I found that the best thing for us just to keep our sanity, because I don't want to be angry at my kids, especially over homeschool, is to put a show on. And so usually we do like Sesame Street or Super Y or Mr. Rogers Neighborhood. Um, I have Leapfrog DVDs, um, Daniel Tiger, stuff like that, that my three-year-old can learn from and that will keep her interested for 45 minutes or so. Um, I have that on the TV in the living room, so I'm still like watching them and they often will play while that's on, but just having it on kind of keeps them in the living room so I can do one-on-one work with one of my two older daughters. So I usually start with my six-year-old. We'll do Explode the Code. We usually do three pages in there. And then if it's a day where we're going to do a math lesson as well, we will do that. And then she's free to go watch TV with her younger sister and play. And then I will, my oldest, who is just been in there with my youngest will come in and we'll do her um, language arts and then we'll do her math, which we're doing the good and the beautiful math as well. So that's how I do it. And then if we don't have anything else that we saved for the end, we will be done with our, you know, active homeschooling time. And sometimes then I will save a recipe or a project or an activity that's in our peaceful press and we will do that you know, after this time. But then we're usually done by about 9.30, 9.45. So if we need to run an errand or if we want to go outside, which we try to do most days, that is when we will move into our next time, which is our morning family time. 
So that usually lasts about two to two and a half hours. So this is our flex time. This is time where it's a little bit different every day. Sometimes my kids just want to go play with each other and I'll like fold some laundry or prep supper or meal plan or whatever it may be. Sometimes we want to go for a walk. Sometimes we go to the park if it's nice out. Sometimes we will go run errands, run to the library, run to the post office, run to the grocery store, whatever it may be. But I typically try to start making lunch Um, at about 1045 so that we can eat around 11 or 1115. So around 11, 1115, we're eating together, usually just a very simple lunch. I have a very simple two-week rotation of what their lunch is going to be. And then we usually listen to a Yodo card, like a chapter book, a chapter of a chapter book on our Yodo Um, while we're eating right now, we're working our way through Ella Enchanted, which has been a fun one to listen to together during lunch. And so that's another way to get reading in. So it's like we're doing a couple of read-alouds throughout the day, only one of which I have to actually read to them. And then we also read a lot of picture books as well. So then we'll clean up together. And then before my youngest goes to nap, we will usually try to read two to three picture books together um, as a family. Uh, Well, without my husband because he's at work. But we will try to do that. And then I will go lay her down for a nap. So our nap slash quiet time is from about 12 to 3. So my littlest does not nap for three hours. Um, She would never sleep if she napped for three hours. But I lay her down around noon and it takes her a while to get to sleep. And then she's usually up by two. So she usually naps an hour, hour and a half. And so this is when she's napping. My two older are expected to do something on their own. Sometimes they play outside. Sometimes they play together. Sometimes they play apart, but this is their time to play and my time to get work done. And so we have very clear boundaries about that because I always tell them, if I can't work, I can't be here with you and you'll be in school and I won't see you. And um, I think it's good for them to see, you know, mom doesn't have to entertain and be actively involved every second of every day. So this is a time, especially for my oldest who's introverted. She loves having some quiet time. My middle really loves doing crafts and things like that. So I'll set her up with a craft here and there, um, or she'll just go play Legos or we have our whole basement set up with fun stuff to do so she can do that as well. And usually when I'm laying my three-year-old down, my oldest will practice piano because she's doing piano lessons now. So that just is a good, it's kind of like habit stacking. Like I'm going to lay her youngest sister down and it's a trigger for her. Oh, I need to practice piano. And we actually have an electric keyboard piano or what is it called? Electronic piano where it's weighted keys. So it feels like you're playing a piano, but you can put headphones on so you're not disrupting everyone. So that's been really wonderful for her to practice. And then I often will listen to her at the end of the day when everybody's awake, but it's a great way for her to practice without everybody hearing it because I'm very triggered by lots of noise. And so that's been really helpful for her to get that done. And then during this work block, it really depends on the day. Sometimes I do household stuff like paying bills or uh, making appointments or whatever, you know, just the mundane mom stuff that I have to do. I usually try to batch that in one day. If I have stuff like that to do during the week, I don't want to do a little bit of that every day. I want to just hammer it out on one day. And then I also will do things like create content, record podcast episodes, go live, and then just various business tasks. It really depends on the day, but that's when I'm getting a lot of work done. 
Um, and I just work in my dining room, nothing fancy. I don't have an office anymore. So I work in my dining room, same place we homeschool. So you don't need anything fancy. Um, and then from about two to three is when my girls have screen time. So usually my youngest will wake up around two and then my two olders, it's incentive for them to be quiet and be respectful and nice to each other because then they can have some screen time. So my older girls will do educational games for about 20 minutes. So they'll do like Reading Eggs, Khan Academy, Teach Your Monster to Read, or Osmo for about 20 to 30 minutes. And then they are able to do free choice. So sometimes they watch on the TV. Sometimes they watch on their tablets or play other games on there that I've, you know, vetted and and know are safe to watch or play. But that's what they do during their screen time. And that allows me to finish up my work. And then typically I'm checking the mail. I am taking the dog out and then I'm getting snack ready because then kids come right after school and we are into our next time block, which is afternoon daycare. So during afternoon daycare, the kids come. I usually have a book or two picked out and ready at the table with their snack, which is on rotation as well. So it's just really easy. I'll have emptied the dishwasher because usually we run it twice a day because with up to uh, eight kids right now, I'm watching total in the morning. Um, that's a lot of dishes at, at breakfast. And then we have a lot usually at lunch because I'm also prepping supper a lot then. And so it's usually totally full. And so I'll run that over nap time and then empty it right before the, the extra kids come after school. And we will read a couple of books and we will have snack. And then it's usually free play. I did start out planning activities, but I've just found with kids who are at school and they've kind of been told what to do most of the day, they just want to play. And I think that's great for them. And so we will go outside if it's nice, which right now it is not. And usually it's dark by 4.30 and Um, a lot of the parents, I don't think want all of their snow gear all wet when they come to pick them up. So we will occasionally go outside in the snow, but, um, typically we only do that, you know, when the kids aren't there in the morning, uh, after our homeschool time during our family, family time in the morning. So we will free play in our house most often. Sometimes I'll get out like Play-Doh or different activities they can do, but usually they just kind of play. We have a our whole basement set up with like dramatic play and there's a place to color and there's um they've been really into Duplos lately, which are a much littler kid toy, but any kid loves those. I play with them with the kids. I just think they're really fun and so we'll get those out from time to time as well. And then around 4.30, I will start supper. So we'll come upstairs. The kids will usually play in the living room or they'll do something at the table like coloring or Play-Doh. Um, and then they're all getting picked up around that time and I'll start supper. And then from 5 to 7 is our evening family time. I say 7, 7-ish. It really just depends on the night. And a lot of times we have activities and things like that. So Around five, we will fin- I'll finish up supper. We'll eat supper around 5.30 most nights. Then we'll clean up and we'll try to spend some time together um, after supper until about seven. Sometimes if it's nice out, we'll go for walks and play outside. If it's dark and snowy, we'll usually stay inside. My husband's been really into like setting up our nugget couch for the kids in different configurations to get their wiggles out. And we also have started taking turns three days a week when we don't have stuff going on after supper, after, you know, kids get picked up, we will, one of us will take one of the girls after supper and spend some one-on-one time with them playing games or doing whatever they want to do for about 45 minutes to an hour. So once a week, each girl has time with one of us. 
This has been really wonderful for multiple reasons. One being it's really hard to fit in one-on-one time when you're balancing work and homeschool. I I have tried to fit in like 10 minutes here and there when we can, but it's just been really hard lately, quite honestly. So this makes sure that they get some really special time with us doing something other than just like laying them down at night and, you know, doing our normal nighttime routine, which is special bonding time. But we wanted more than that. And so it helps us bond with them. But then it also has helped because the winter for us, at least for our family for years, has just been really hard at night. My kids have all this energy and nowhere to get their energy out. It's dark. It's just weird, you know, and they act up more. They have just so much energy and we're trying to get it out. But I love summertime when they can go bike and they're just outside and it's beautiful and it's wonderful. And that's a lot harder in the winters when we just can't do that. It's dark by 430 and it's snowy and it's super cold. And so we just find that kind of dividing and conquering you know, taking just one of us has two of the girls and one of us just has the one. It helps us um, just have a little less energy spread out, you know, and it just helps our whole family. And then we're able to do different things depending on what girls we have. Like if I, if my husband's watching, spending time with one of the girls, then I have the other two. And if I have the two older girls, then we can play a game that we can't really play when my three-year-old is around because she's still learning how to play games and how to not knock everything off the table and how to not show everybody your cards and stuff like that. So we have to play like really little kid games with her and we can do the older kid games um, if it's just my two older girls. So stuff like that. It's just been a really wonderful way to spend time as a family. And like I said, we're only doing that three nights a week. The other four nights, either we have stuff going on or we're eating supper at my parents' house or we just spend time as a whole family versus one-on-one or one-on-two. So then you know, we will wrap that up. We will brush teeth and get the kids ready for bed. And then most nights between like 7.15, 7.30, our littler, littlest are getting laid down together. Um, and, you know, we do sing songs, prayers. Usually we go through time hop. They like to see what they looked like as little kids. And we'll just have a little bonding time with them. And then my oldest goes to bed around 8. So it just depends, you know, as st- with stuff at night. Sometimes it's later for everybody if there's stuff going on that night. But that's t- our typical So that is the end of our evening family time, which then leads us to me time. So my me time is usually 7.30-ish to 9. You know, sometimes I'm laying my oldest down at 8, so that cuts into that. But this is when, you know, sometimes we're taking out garbages, we're scooping the cat poop in the cat litter box and stuff like that, maybe doing some different chores around the house. And then I do try to have some time just to myself. I shower and then I will try to read a chapter of a book, maybe bullet journal. And then sometimes I'll watch a show or just scroll on my phone because I'm human. And sometimes I'm just really tired. And then around nine, it is bedtime. So I try to go to bed around nine. Sometimes it's 930, but I really try to be to sleep by 930 at the latest so I can get sleep before I get up at four and do it all again. So that is my typical day in the life with my time blocks and how I kind of fit everything in. I do um, work one day a week where my kids go to my parents' house for a few hours in between, you know, um, when I have the before and after school kids so that I can get a lot more work done. So I do have that time. I'm not just trying to fit everything in early in the morning or during naps. And sometimes I will work on the weekends. Um, but other than that, that's pretty much our normal schedule and how I fit work into my day along with homeschooling. Um, and we do 
Also, I should mention we homeschool four days a week split over five days. So what I mean by that, three of the days of the week, we do our full homeschool schedule like I laid out here. One day a week, they go to my parents. So all we do is our family subjects those days. So our morning menus and all that stuff and our read alouds and the peaceful press stuff. And we don't do their phonics and math. And then the fifth day of the week, we usually have co-op or we're going on a hike or we're running errands. And so that day we will only do their individual subjects, which are the phonics and math. So I split that fourth day into two. And so we're doing four full days of homeschool, but split among five days, if that makes sense. So that's how we do it. I hope that was helpful. If it was, let me know. Leave a rating and review on iTunes. Let me know how it's going, if you're liking this podcast. And if you have a specific question you want to ask, you can go to my website and go to the contact page um, at worklifeglue.com. Click on contact and you can even leave a little voice mail and send it to me um, so that I can answer your question. But if there's any topics or questions you have that you want me to tackle on the podcast, you can email me at sarah at worklifeglue.com or you can DM me at Instagram at worklifeglue. I do post a lot on Instagram. So if you want more little tidbits about behind the scenes or recommendations or advice or funny homeschooling mom reels, you can head over there. I try to put out a reel every single day of the business week. And so I would love to have you over there as well. But thank you guys so much for listening. I will talk to you soon. Thank you for stopping by my little cozy home here on the internet. I pray this podcast episode blessed your life and helped encourage you. I would appreciate so much if you would leave a rating and review and why not share this episode with a friend while you're at it. Make sure to follow me on Instagram as well at worklifeblue for tons more inspiration and encouragement for fellow working homeschool moms. And don't forget to add a little fun into your day. Happy homeschooling. I'll see you next time.